Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is The Boop Show, episode 263. It's Monday, November 2nd, 2020. Back to the show, everybody. It is the Boop Show. We talk about video games and the stuff we're playing. We focus on the smaller, more indie type games because that's what we love, and we know you do too. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian Dunaway. Hi, Brian. Oh, hi, Scott. Hi. Oh, perfect time for you to drink your little tea or whatever that is. There you got there. What that's right. Well, it's, it's, it's so close. It's like, oh, oh my baby. Scott's gonna stop. He's, talking. He's gonna stop. He's gonna no. Oh, too late. Oh, yeah. wait a minute. I should have. I should have taken the visual cue that you were still uh, drinking right. there, but. Uh, it's good to see you in your Halloween hair. That's a good look for you. This is okay. not Halloween hair. This is my natural hair. Oh, all right. Well, for those no. listening, podcast- why we talk about pre-show? Just I played. I, I went as Dustin for Halloween, which was really no Halloween at all. But I still did it anyway. Remind me. Hold on, Dustin. He's the goofy kid with the teeth that are all jacked up, right? Or do I have that kid wrong? Who, who's who's Dustin? Oh, do you not oh, hear me? Stranger thing. Oh, hello. Hello. Are you there? Yes. Are you cut? Is your internet dying? <laughs> can you hear me? I can. Not very well. Let me switch to Eastern. Okay. How about now? Is that better now? Eastern is better. I think so. Can you hear me now? I can sort of hear you now, but your your voice and your vi- video are not matched up at all. You're like all delayed and weird. Really? Should I should I should I stop Zoom and restart Zoom? Let's try. No, it's not Zoom. Hold on. Okay, it's for real now, you guys. We're here. We're doing it. And Brian was just saying his hair is supposed to be like that weird kid with the teeth. From that the kid, and he fixed his teeth. Didn't you watch the latest season of Stranger Things? No, Spoiler. No, I haven't seen anything but the first season. I know. He I got know. that Netflix money and went and fixed them. Oh, well, he looks fine now. What's his name? Dustin. Uh, Dustin is the character's name. Dustin Diamond. On the show. Known from uh, from TV's. Dustin uh, Henderson is the fictional character. Saved by the, the Bell. Show, Stranger Things. <laughs> I like the idea that Dustin Diamond would ever have a career after this right. and maybe show up in something like that movie but, or that show. But it's not going to happen. But I can tell you this. I am, um, I am still lagging, though. I'm watching myself in the video and I'm still lagging. Yeah, you're lagging pretty hard. I don't know what that how is. I do it? How about oh, here? <laughs> okay, we're back and we got it now. So we had other issues. Bottom line is, you dressed up for Halloween and no longer do we even know what we want to talk about. Hey, right, welcome right, to right. the group show. Sweet. Brr. Uh, boy, you guys missed all the rebooting and the whatnot, but uh, we're back and we're glad to be here. Before we get going here, just a quick note. I uh, picked up that AAA title, you might call it. You know, once in a while we'll talk about a AAA game here on the show. We we tend to focus on the the little stuff, the indies and that sort of thing. But um, I picked up Watch Dogs Legion. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah, it's a Ubisoft big title release this year where you go around the city of London in a near future scenario where everything's kind of gone to crap and you live in a bit of a, of a police state. And so uh, you and your hacker friends got to get stuff done. And the unique thing about this game, uh, as compared to the previous two, last of them was pretty good. The game before that was terrible. So they just, they, they, once one was out of the way, two was a good game. This one is also a good game. Anyway, uh, you can recruit anybody. So the player is everyone in the world. You just got to decide who you want to recruit. And recruiting usually involves some sort of uh, mission to get them recruited. But once you do, they're now on your team. And so far, I've been able to recruit everybody, which is, I mean, so I haven't, you I haven't have done everybody. And go, Lululu, or is it just like? <laughs> no, not like Rage of Empires style conversion. It's rage like, of Empires. Did you just call it Rage of Empires? Did I say I Rage? So. I might have said Rage. I meant Age. I'm uh, But yeah, you don't, you don't just walk up and go, you're part of the team now. <laughs> you have to go up and talk to them, and then they'll say, uh, Oi. My job every day is keep me up at night. They'll have some problem, and they'll say, can you help me get the documents out of the... And then they'll give you a mission, and then you're like, yeah, sure, I'll take care of that, mate. And then, because everyone's mate. British, right? They're all British. 
and other and other nationalities because you know london's a bit of a melting yeah, pot of different places anyway absolutely. so then you go do a mission that unlocks that new person and now they're in your your list of people you can play as you can switch to them anytime you want to um and they may have special abilities like uh the construction guy do a construction guy well guess what now he has access to a big old melee weapon uh uh wrench like a big heavy wrench he can clobber people with but he's also got uh he, he knows what, how what about f- the policeman and the native american and the uh <laughs> they don't have any of that they don't have no <laughs> it's All right, not fine. like that it's not like the village no. people. i wish it was like the village people holy crap that'd be great <laughs> But no, he can like, you know, these drones that are like cargo drones. Only he can operate those and things like that. So there's like special abilities per person. And again, it's anybody in the city. Now, at the end of the day, well, I'll probably get to a point where it's a lot of mixing and matching of those skill sets. But in the end, it's not going to be like every human being is exactly unique in every possible way. But it's pretty good. It gets pretty damn close to the promise of the world is your oyster. Go take advantage of it. And I'm in the mood for that kind of game. And freaking cyberpunk got delayed so it's holding me yeah. over and it's working out great so uh thumbs up for me uh brian and on the now, other this hand is, uh, you got this for the steam right for, for the uh, PC? no i bought it on it's not on steam yet it's on for oh, some that's reason right. it's on it's on, is it only on playstation right no now? it's on epic and it's on um uh the uplay or i guess they're calling it ubisoft connect now i don't know if you've noticed right, this right, but right. the desktop client is no longer called uplay it's called ubisoft connect or Ubi no, I have not. Oh, that's just as crappy. Well, it's fine. It's no different, really, it's functionally. Fine. It just sort of does the same thing. But um, I bought it direct on there because uh, I have some other games on there. So I just thought, well, it's fine. I'll keep it here. And you kind of have to have it for all PC versions of their games because right. it's like a strapper. they want you to astronaut. connect to their social connected thing they want you to yeah. connect to. Which is, again, it doesn't bother me. I don't, I don't mind. So and you and it and it stays out of the way. It's not a cumbersome interface. It just works. So I I went and bought it there, and uh, I like it a lot. PlayStation version apparently looks pretty good too. Um, it is a beautiful game, and I wasn't going to review the whole thing, but it's it's worth checking out if that any of that sounds interesting to you. Very sandboxy. It, it actually does. I've I've been interested in this, and I was actually I I'm still tempted to do that PS5 by by around Christmas time if I can find one. I'm just I'm still tempted. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I either. mean, because I'm probably going to do the. Uh, I'm going to try to probably do the. Uh, you know, the the two years same as cash on the Xbox. So that's going to leave me console money. Yeah. So I may I may get both. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I haven't decided either. Um, the one thing that's swaying me slightly in Sony's direction is talk of that controller and what it does. Um, yeah, yeah. Apparently, that's interesting. Apparently, we're talking some next level business there, not just some gimmick. Gimmick, and yeah. if that's true, that may have actual game implications. But in third-party situations, probably not. They're just going to make the game kind of what it is on all all platforms. Um, I still think the value proposition that Microsoft's presenting with Game Pass and Game Pass Ultimate is a little bit of a stronger sale. So, I mean, yeah, I'm I mean, still I don't have any way. doubt. I am definitely getting the Xbox as soon as it is available for me to purchase and pick up. I'm doing it. The PlayStation has just been a question, but it's getting more and more. To the I'm gonna do it. I'm yeah, do it. Kind of where I'm at. So uh, yeah. we'll see how it goes. But uh, in the meantime, uh, you've been playing Rocket League. How have you been playing that? Because I saw you streaming this, and it looked like you were like on low res version. It was weird. <laughs> no, I think we talked about this on the the morning streams briefly. But yes, I played Rocket League with the uh, with with Ethan and Zoe, who are my kids, and uh, and Ethan is notorious for adjusting things, and we were playing split screen local. Um, and I, I think he may have adjusted some graphics things on, on purpose. And, uh, Zoe was in another room playing on her Xbox. Uh, so I, I, yes, I had heard from you cause I had several people ask me, what, which, what version is this? Why does it look like that? And I'm like, I don't know. I just showed up. I haven't played rocket league in a year. It looks <laughs> fine to me. I suppose. I don't know. So but wait, yeah. when you say you messed around the settings, you went in there and like reduced stuff to be a faster frame rate or something, or, or? I, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't, like I said. I, I'm not saying he did, and I'm I'm just saying that whenever Ethan plays games, he mm. always adjusts the settings. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so I'm not saying he did anything. It it ran. It looked fine to me. But like I said, I haven't played Rocket League in like a year, so it. I just chalked it up to I haven't seen this game in a year. Sure. Looks fine. Looks Check. fine. Yeah. Plays plays fine. Looks fine. Plays fine. fine. Check. Yeah. You're kicking a giant ball into a net with a car. Check. Right. 
And oh, the, is that what you do? Because that's not what I do. <laughs> what do you do? Tell me how you play. How do you, just, how does how does the average uh, uh, Rocket League game go for Brian Dunaway? I have to right. Do. Let's see. Uh, let's see. There's the ball. Oh, where'd the ball go? Oh, there's the ball. Where'd the ball go? <laughs> Dad, just press the Y so it'll track it on the ball. I'm tra- I'm hitting the Y. Wait, why am I jumping? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm just, a side note. I'm noticing a little conversation in the chat. Uh, the P Squirrel says, "Is there a console exclusive that is a must-have for the Xbox Series, like the new Spider-Man is for PS5?" Uh, someone answered, "Nope, not really." I mean, there would have been Halo Infinite would have been their answer to that. That was the plan until it got delayed. You could argue that Bethesda is your is yeah. Your there you go. There you go. Although look, what we still, bought you. Yeah, that's still a you know we don't know how it'll pan out in the future sort of thing and how they're going to distribute those games, but. Um, yeah, it's a weird time. It's a weird launch for Microsoft in that one way. It's almost like the power. I mean, there will be exclusives. I couldn't tell you what they are, but the they're power, playing a different game right now. They're, they're playing, playing a very a different much game, different game yeah. than, than PlayStation's playing. Yeah, think of it as not exactly like Nintendo, but think of it a bit like Nintendo is is also playing a different game, like right. than anyone else. They're playing a very over here, away from everyone else Nintendo game and doing very well at it. But it has no connection to trying to compete or fight or mm-hmm. anything with these other two console juggernauts. And normally, they're the two console juggernauts are the ones fighting tooth and nail for for playership. And this time, it's different. Sony's kind of playing the game they just played, and it's okay because it worked for them. They did yeah. well last generation. Microsoft's playing a game that's actually a little more akin to what they wanted to try to do with the one, but just were terrible at getting there. Now they're kind of there. So cloud gaming, cross-platform, streamed stuff, uh, subscription-based gaming, like those service-based, value-based game solution stuff on some pretty Mm. sweet hardware, like that's where they're at, and it's a different game. Brian's right. They're playing a different game. Now, whether that all pans out for everybody in the way they want to, I have no freaking idea, but I'm fascinated by it. Just yeah, I'm excited. This is the most excited I've been about a console release. Like the one in the PS4, I was kind of like, eh, you know, whatever. But this time around, I'm like, yeah, okay, everybody's doing something different. Got a switch over here. I got the, you know, I got the Xbox doing his thing. And I got the PS5 that looks like it's about the size of two PCs put together. Yep. Thing's huge. P- PlayStation 5 is enormous. Um, and, you know, the Series X is pretty big too, but it's also wider so they can spread it out a little bit. Uh, right. The way the way the way I would look at this and 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 P square or squirrel I would say or P square I keep saying squirrel <laughs> P squirrel uh, yo P squirrel <laughs> uh, is it the the question is are is it worth getting this holiday season and I would argue neither really are like that the, the Spider Man yeah. game looks good no but you're getting a a smaller sort of same game as the previous Spider Man game I'm sure it's going to be right. great that first one was amazing I loved it. But you're not getting like this isn't going to be whole new level stuff. You're going to get some. You're going to notice some visual improvements. But that same game's on PS4. It's not like you can't get it there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, at a baseline, it, I think it looked good everywhere. It's really different this generation. Is I'm excited not because I have to get it. I'm excited because I want to get it. But there's really no huge rush because I still got plenty of. I mean, there's still plenty of juice left in this yeah. Xbox One S that I have. With that being said, I had a game this last week that just barely ran on it, so it's getting really it's getting really time for it. It is go. getting but, that, it is getting to that point, but a lot of the stuff, especially stuff we cover on the show, you're playing on there just fine. Right. And, you know, like fine, the, the, other, the other thing is we're both you know PC gamers, and and my PC yeah. is better than these new consoles coming out. So yeah. it's like yeah, it's not it's and hard it's to get excited to about hardware. It's hard to get excited about hardware that I know I'm either I'm already equaling and or bettering without right. getting I mean if you spend if you spend you know $1500 on a PC of course it's going to run better than a you know 4 or 500 console right. of course it is right of course of course it is yes so bottom line when you're making your buying decision this year just know that neither console has a ton <laughs> of cream of the crop happening on day 1 no. no the unless you think that cream is tons of games for a low monthly price versus one or two games at full price Right. That's how you got to look at it. And I, I it's, it, it's it. really up to the, it's really just, like I said, nobody's playing the same game this time around. It's just, if, if you like that one way, then eat it that way. Eat, eat your, it's got Neapolitan going on. If you like the chocolate, get the chocolate. Yeah. And I'm man, not going to judge you. And you may find if you buy all three that you focus on just the chocolate, whatever that one ends up being yeah. for you, 
And so next time, mm-hmm. just focus on the chocolate and get that. Now I want ice cream. Because remember, Homer used to do that. He'd say, uh, Marge, roll out of Neapolitan, but really he was just right. out of the chocolate. Because <laughs> he's a dumbass. Like- <laughs> it's one of my favorite Simpsons things ever. So. That's a great skit. I love All right. Skit. Enjoy that while we do this. So we got games to talk about. Um, this week, I'm going to start with one that I had my eye on, but kind of forgot about. I'd seen a preview of it, just a video preview once on, gosh, where did I see this? Probably on Twitter or something. It was just some low-resolution video. You know, the Twitter thing. Yeah, and I went, man, when is that coming out? That looks amazing. But I wasn't even sure what, you were, what people were doing, and I just knew that it was this voxel-based game. And by voxels, that could be a lot of things. Like, technically, yeah. Minecraft is a voxel game. Um, a right. game made up of units that just sort of make up the world. And uh, in the case of Minecraft, every cube is one of those voxels. And the right. world is it's made up It's larger than a dot, right? It's like a macro dot. Yeah, it's like a, it's, it's almost cube. as if it's a pixel. Think of it as a, as yeah. what, a Cubism. pixel, but big fat pixel. And um, that's what voxels are. And it makes the world look a little chunky and, you know, maybe even a little bit old school or whatever. But uh, that's what you're looking at with something like Minecraft. Well, in comes this game called Teardown, which I saw a video for and immediately fell in love with how it looked, how it seemed like it was playing or some of the stuff that people were doing. At first glance, if you're not really focused in on the screen too tightly, it looks like a high resolution, you know, lighting effects, beautiful sun mm-hmm. uh, or uh, environmental effects, long distance draws, that sort of stuff. Um it's a beautiful yeah, the, the lighting game. and shading is fantastic on it is like you said the blocks almost look like minecraft but the texturing on the blocks in, in the lighting is just great well and also the plot the box the block density is is tiny compared to minecraft Mine, there's probably right, right, I don't right. know, a hundred of these voxels inside of a minecraft block voxel uh so that so it is an incre- i mean technically it's an increase in resolution but the concept and the design is still meant to look it's just hard to right. explain. It's supposed to. It's meant to no, no, look no. like it this is sense. all made of these pieces, right? So right. Uh, the person I'm watching right now is dumb and is not doing. <laughs> I was wondering because they, they, they've messed with the setting so far. They're walking around with it with the yeah. spray can. Yeah, yeah they're, they're they've done some interesting things. Ooh, what is that? It's like smoke. Yeah, there's some smoke. Uh, it's actually <gasps> a can. Of, it's just a spray pan, a can. So you can get into vehicles. You can um, uh, do all sorts of stuff. But here's the here's the thing. So the, the premise is. You're this dude who uh, gets called on to get dirty work done when, like, the insurance money needs to get made. <laughs> uh, so, oh, so tear down. I, I thought this was gonna be like a deconstruction game where you're like contracted by legal terms. No, to go no, this take has stuff got, down. This has got a little bit this of GTA blood in it or something, if you want to call it that. Uh-huh. Um, your job is to go on missions, and on those missions, it's at night, and your goal might be steal these three computers or tear that. This is an insurance fraud game. Yeah, basically one of them is uh, tear that church down to the ground. Uh, (laughs) You can use explosives. You can do whatever you (laughs) want. It's also a terrorist action. (laughs) A little bit, Uh, (laughs) but it's always to that end of like, you know, somebody's contracting you. You're doing it for the the money and for the lulls or whatever. And um, this person who's playing, this is very bad Um, because you haven't actually seen what I want you to see yet, which is them smashing walls with a hammer. Um, Right. So far, this guy's taken down a blind and uh, he's kind of bumped into a wall a couple of times. Yeah. And he's not using a sledgehammer at all, which is weird because I use it constantly. But now can you say sledgehammer without saying it without singing it? Can you? Sledgehammer. Can you can you do that? I mean, uh, I mean, I can, but I don't want to. Right. I want Dude, to sing the song whenever I can. Um, as you can see on this map right now. Oh my gosh! Watching, <laughs> there's like a map here of these computer terminals you need to go get. <clears throat> so your right. goal isn't to necessarily destroy the place; it's to dis- you may have to destroy things to get to the things you have to collect. And so that may be uh-huh. blowing a wall up. Um, you can't. You can use your hammer against almost all surfaces except. Like certain brick and steel things aren't going to come down with just your hammer, um, right? And some of the some of the texture of the wall might come off, but the the bricks themselves aren't going to. You need something bigger. So a way to do that is to go find some explosives and then throw those into the place and try to blow it up that way. The problem is that starts a fire, so you do have an extinguisher and you can put stuff out, but you have to be smart about how quick you do it. You're trying not to raise too many alarms. 
so oh, that people come and try okay. to get you or stop you. So, so a little bit of stealth action, but not a lot. Not a lot of it stealth. Like. It's mostly, I, I'm seeing this guy. He's just like really going to town. But I guess I guess because it's out in the middle of nowhere as opposed to. Part of the problem is, is he's just walking around hitting metal things for some reason. And it, <laughs> that's he's wasting his time because his his uh, hammer is not going to break the metal. Um, yeah. what, what will get him where he needs to go right now is this truck. Now he's finally found it. So he's going to pull this truck out. Anyway, uh, there it's, it's puzzling in some ways like, Oh, t- to get up there, I got to get some height. So how do I do that? Oh, there's this lifter machine. I'll, I'll drive that, but I have to be careful if I hit the power lines it's going to kill me. Like you can die. There's, there's stuff that'll oh. happen in this thing where you can maybe perish. Um, the fact that this truck is on fire makes you think that he had a problem there, but <laughs> But see how he's driving through buildings, stuff falling apart. Have the trucks beat up. And you can spend a, a big, inordinate amount of time in this thing in uh, with regular walls and floors and ceilings and stuff, just just tearing the place. I up with see. Your he was he was trying to do the job of a a dump truck with a sledgehammer. That's just not going to work. Right. This guy's just yeah bad at this. Right. Like right now, if I were him, I would be pounding a hole through the wall and jumping out the window. Oh, but he's still on the TVs, right? Is that what he's doing? He's supposed to be still on those Mac looking computers. And he's and there. He goes. He got one finally. I see. But he's spending most of his time taking pictures off the wall, which is fine because <laughs> you get some money for some of that. But that's not the primary objective. Um, but also, right. he needs to be. You just need to be more destructive. That's where the game gets really fun. So imagine you, Brian. Let's say you're 12 years old, and I said, "Here's a sledgehammer. Go downtown and destroy that apartment building." The, right, right. The game. That's what I just told you about. The, this the game. game. That the video game. Let me break things. The video game. That's basically right, it. Right, right, everything right. adheres to physics. So if you are knocking a building down and, and you haven't got a good base uh, uh, on the building and it's about to collapse into you, you're dead. You'll die. Oh, okay. Um, the machine. And what's the penalty? And what's the penalty for death? Restarting the 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 project? Does it do? You, does your character suffer humiliation? What's going on? You go back to the, you go back to your apartment or your wherever you live in, in shame. In shame by yourself. Um, your alarm goes off the next day, and you get up, smash your alarm with a hammer. That's true. <laughs> is it Groundhog Day over and over again? It's you just go do the mission again. Is all you just okay, do the mission. Okay, good, good, good. Um, see well, what he's I doing like right now with this construction stuff. equipment. This is great. This is what I would do. He's being smart. I mean, uh, I, yeah, I was going to say he's being smart, but I, he keeps running over the power lines with that. That can't be safe. No, he's he's dumb too. He's dumb and smart at the same time. Um, anyway, <laughs> everything's breakable in some way. Oh, there he goes in the water. That's fantastic. He just drove a tractor into the water. Um, so the point, the point is that uh, you, you do these missions and you go back and you get a bunch of money for doing it. And he's done it. He's now going back to his escape van. Once you do that, here's my, one of my favorite little surprises in the game. The van drives off. There's this nice cinematic shot of the van driving away. You go home. You wake up. Your alarm's going off. You hit it with the hammer. It's the only way to turn it off, by the way. You smash oh, it interesting. Um, although, in this case, he's teleported right to his computer. If his TV was on behind him, which it's not right now, you would see a little pixelated lady doing the news, and she just goes, <laughs> and and behind her and next to her is the place you were just at, and a bunch of breaking news about oh. the warehouse was broken into and four computers were stolen. Nobody knows what the reason was. There's not, it's not spoken, but it's got this little like gibberish voice. Right, right, and right. Every mission you complete, you get that. This person playing this right now is not even noticing it because he's. <laughs> Probably Too streaming this reading. going, hey, you guys, don't forget to like and subscribe. He's like, he's not paying attention. But what game are you playing again? Tear down, I said. Yeah, tear down. Anyway, made by Tuxedo Labs. The publisher is Tuxedo Labs. I think this is just a dude. Um, a dude. He's in a tuxedo, I hope. Well, I don't know about that, but I think it's one guy. Or does he have game. like some, you know, Labrador pinchers with, with tuxedos? Well, is it pinchers or pincers? Pincer. Pincher? Pincer, pincer, mini pin, min, min pins is what you call the little ones. So <laughs> now uh, this just came out like real recent, ten twenty nine, yeah, twenty twenty, uh, two days, three days ago, whatever it was. Yeah. So twenty bucks. This looks like well, twenty bucks worth. Do you know how long it takes to beat? Is it? Is it? No, it's, it's bigger than. I mean, I'm only, uh, I don't know, I have six missions in or something, and there seems to be right. no end to the campaign. But there's also an open world mode, and I don't know how that works yet because oh, I haven't tried interesting. it. There's some kind of sandbox mode. Um, right, which right, right. I'll mess with that later today, but it's good. Uh, Tuxedo Labs. The price is 19.99. It is technically an open or early access, but it's got this fully fledged campaign, uh, and uh, it seems like it's really going to go places. Currently enjoying a 
overwhelmingly positive review on Steam. Only on Steam as best I can tell. It's nowhere else. And uh, their description is this. Prepare for the perfect heist in the simulated and fully destructible voxel world. Tear, Tear down walls. Uh, with vehicles or explosives to create shortcuts, stack objects to reach higher, use the environment to your advantage in the most creative way you can think of. And I think they have nailed everything they're asking for there. As you can see, this guy's having a hard time getting in the perimeter. This is the same uh, place he was in before, but they put in a new security system. Oh. So he can't just two. bust in. He has to figure out, all right, well, how am I going to get in here this time? Because he needs these files. And uh, he's clearly. Oh, he looks very mad. Yeah, he looks he, very angry. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's having a real hard time. Um, anyway, it's really neat. If you've got a, I don't know how this runs on average PCs. I'm running it smooth as as milk. It's just no problems. But I've heard some have had a bit of a stutter with older video cards. Um, right, keep, right, right. Keeps track of a lot of geometry in this game. Yeah, and, you think uh, if it's got everything is breakable and it's made up of those tiny voxels that that's gonna that's gonna eat up some resources, especially if you're rendering it before you get there. So yeah, looks like they are. So oh, look yeah, this guy and he went back here. Where's he going? Oh my gosh, there's oh he's going pond. to. The, can you go there? Well, maybe. See, there's just this there's, guy's gonna go knock some fish out with his sledgehammer. There's a there's different ways to to skin this rabbit, I guess. Anyway, oh look at this guy. Oh, but no, he didn't make it though. No. Oh, he's gonna but jump. This sounds oh. this sounds interesting at all. What I've described. Now I'm actually invested in this guy's play play style. Now you say he sucks, no, but I'm yet not. he's uh, he's I'm doing not. things. No, he's done. He's he's bad. He's just bad. He's bad. Yeah, it's and okay. that was tear down. It's okay. It's on Steam. Yeah, it's on I get Steam. It. Go get it. I might have to, I might have to get this one. This one this one looks like a lot of fun. All right, Brian, tell me about uh, something you graveyard both, keeper. Yeah, both of us got it. The DLC for this, but I haven't tried it yet. Graveyard keeper is a game I already had. Game of Crone right. is the DLC. Game of Crone is the DLC. The description for that is, if you haven't played Graveyard Keeper, by the way, it's an amazing game. Uh, it's an RB, RPG. It's kind of Stardew Valley kind of type, except you're keeping up a graveyard and other things such as that. You are the Graveyard Keeper. Game of Crones is you'll have to help the escaped prisoners of the Inquisition, because that's what usually happens in the in the, in the main storyline, survive in the wilderness by providing them with everything they need to develop your camp to fortify settlements while keeping in mind its benefits. So is taking the story a little bit further uh, than you'd already seen if you have already been playing uh, graveyard keeper, which I have been, but I haven't yeah. played it in about a year as well. And uh, so I, I just started over from scratch. I think I had this on the switch, but this time I picked it up on the, on, on PC steam. Yeah. Uh, and like Scott was saying, we, I, we both received game codes uh, for the DLC. Mm-hmm. It's about 10 bucks. Uh, developers Lazy Bear Games and Tiny Build is the publisher, by the way. I love Tiny Tiny Build. Just came out this past week in time for your Halloween. It's only like 10 bucks. Anyway, so this is additional content to Graveyard Keeper. Let's just talk about Graveyard Keeper for a minute. Like I said, it's a Stardew Valley type. If you've never played that kind of game, did you ever play Stardew Valley? Oh, Scott? yeah. To death. I loved Stardew Valley. To death. But this one is set in a medieval time. How did you get there? Your character pops up uh, at the very beginning of the story. He dies uh, and then maybe dies, maybe not. I don't know. He's trying to get back to modern times, but he's shifted back to be this Graveyard Keeper in the past and the, and you're being guided by this skull that is telling you uh, how to do your job. As Far flung past, by the way, not just like recent past this is like a long, right. it's like in the middle ages and you're, Oh, a, it's medieval. Yeah. When you, yeah. it's you, your modern times and you're on your cell phone, you're talking to your girl and you get something happens and you die and then, but you're not really dead. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I didn't finish the storyline. I didn't finish the campaign yet. I don't know exactly what's going on or why it is or if it ever even tells you why. Mm. But uh, you're like in this limbo of graveyard keeping. And you have to do a good job. If you do a good job, then the skeleton that you uh, meet in the beginning will help you get back home. You click your shoes three times and you say that no place like home. And you go home, I guess. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so right. it's, it's what's that? That sounds right to me, the way you described it. It sounds right. It's absolutely right. So what you're doing mostly is you're collecting things, crafting things, and fulfilling requests uh, by the community and the village. And while you're doing that, you're also trying to keep in good with the church, and you're trying to keep up a nice graveyard by making sure that the tombstones are in order and they will degrade. And this donkey, this socialist donkey, is he a socialist or is he a capitalist? I forget. I don't know. He's got some kind of political slant 
Anyway, he's constantly showing up from the village and he's always got some dead bodies and yet to get those corpses into the mortuary and harvest things from them, such as flesh <laughs> and yeah. meat. You got to harvest flesh. I've been things. there. We've all been there. That's right. Yeah. And then you have to take the body and, uh, and bury it in the graveyard because you are the graveyard keeper. And if, if, if the graveyard's getting too full, you just throw them in the river. River kind of goes downstream to the village. I don't know what the ramifications <laughs> is that, but I do it anyway. Yeah. Do you do that? You yeah. just throw the bodies in the river. It's like, ah, you're out of here. Well, sometimes you have to because it takes a while to earn and unlock new grave sites. And so you got to do something with these bodies. So throw them down the river. Why not? Yeah, it costs you. It costs you a little bit every time you're doing a graveyard. You gotta, you gotta have the right resources. So every time you do like a, a grave, you can't just run out there willy nilly and do it. You gotta do the thing. The skull wants a beer. I don't know why. And the bartender, he's kind of a jerk. You met the bartender? Oh yeah. Down yeah. at the end, yeah. yeah, he's a jerk. He's a jerk, sure. His, but not as bad as his wife is. No, she won't talk to you. You're like you're like constantly trying to talk to her, and she's like, "Yeah, let's go talk to my husband. He takes care of everything." It's also, like, well, the, here the game is very like if if you're if you're saying to yourselves, "This doesn't sound like Stardew Valley." Here's where it's the same. You <laughs> talk to villagers, you build relationships. Yeah, those relationships unlock things further on down the road. Your main jobs are during the daylight hours to do certain things, at night doing certain things, resting when you when you have to. Um, it's just like a darker take on the Stardew Valley idea and there's bodies involved and you know, it's, it's just a little more grim, but oh, it's a lot more grim, it's a lot but, more I, grim. I, but I love I the love look it. of it. This is one of my favorite things about yeah. it is I think it is a gorgeous sort of 16 bit sort of style to it. I prefer it over Stardew Valley. I wish yeah, Stardew Valley looked like this, uh, but sadly it does not. I don't, but. I only prefer it for that. I also prefer it for the quirkiness of it. It's got such a quirky, uh, storyline and characters and you're trying to reveal what's going on. You don't quite know what's going on because uh, you keep getting visited by ghosts, especially if you go back to the house and you go to sleep to rest, then you'll wake up and there they'll be. Plus there's all this dungeon work underneath all the buildings. There's like a interconnected uh, dungeon between your house's basement and the church and different areas. And it's just, I've really enjoyed it so far. I enjoyed it so much actually I'm going to I've I've decided to start playing it on Thursdays for the next four to six weeks to completely finish it out. So I didn't get real deep into the DLC this time uh, because I just really want to I want to take it easy with this one. I, I've I've started before and I never completed it. And I, I feel like I feel like that's something I want to do this year. Yeah. 2020, like we, the yeah. year I finished Graveyard Keeper, oh, which is like a 12 hour. Yeah. Yeah. Game, it's not, right? well, oh, is it? I thought it was longer than that. Doesn't that more? Stuff? It might be. It might be. The DLC is between six to 12 hours. So, yeah, the game is definitely longer than that. Yeah. It's a beast. Um, yeah. And it's and only, that, like I said, it's only 10 bucks right now on Steam. If you already got the game, the game was on sale this past week as well for like uh, $6 or something. I think yeah. They're trying. It's a good, it was a good promo for a kind of a Halloween game. Here's the other thing I would mention to right. people, though, just as a bit of a warning. If you, if you like a game with a really slong, a slong, a really long, Slugger. slow burn. <laughs> if you want, if you take, well, that game's got it quite the slong. If you guys go like, ahead, if you guys like a slow build up and a taking a while to kind of get your freaking wind, this is a good game for you because it does have a slow burn. It takes a while. It does. It takes once a while. You get to get there though. It. Once you get there, it's pretty cool, and you'll start to fall in love with it a little bit. But but those early goings are a little bit obtuse and. A little long, a little bit long in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're doing a lot of things that just make absolutely near zero sense. Like it's like, oh, you, all these little fetch quests where you got to you got to start creating your relationships, right. and the relationships are all very loosely based on very simple things. Like I need some iron. I need, you know, I need a beer. I need a sandwich. It's just it's really loosely connected until you start snowballing, like you said, and it's, it starts burning good. Yeah, you'll. I I ended up liking it the more I played it. Is what I'm saying. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I think you'll just do. You know, if you if you run into like, oh, this is a little slow at the top. It does get it does get better. So check it out. Hang in we, there. But you talked about this game before, but but uh, this DLC is uh, significant, so we're talking about it again. Go check it out. It's uh, available now. On game Steam. of Game of Crone and the Graveyard Keeper. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about a game that surprised the hell out of me. And, and I'm jealous of you getting this game because I actually requested this game. Oh, no, I didn't get it. Too, did I? I didn't get it. Yeah. Well, uh, I didn't either. I had to buy it. <laughs> oh yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was coming close. I was like, I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait until the. And then the last second, they said, Nah. And I was like, Oh, too late. Well, it's, it's Halloween. This is a very cool game. Uh, it seems like if you were to 
guess that this is like Halloween only game, but right. I don't think so. I think this game's better than just a Halloween game. Anyway, it's called Pumpkin Jack. And it's about this dude what has a pumpkin head. And his name is Jack. <laughs> and uh <laughs> he has a whole bunch Sold. of he has a bunch of skins he can unlock in this game so he can look different. He can look like a cowboy or like a you know, I don't know. Like different stuff. Right. We, but when you're talking about it, something scary, when you say there's unlockable skins, that makes me think that he's like literally gonna go buy someone's well, skin like from fun. Buffalo Buffalo Bill. Is it Bob Bill? That's, that's funny, Buffalo Bill. I think that's funny you say that because in the game the character that you buy your skins from makes right. a, makes a lot of hooey and jokey about how these are real skins taken from victims. So yeah. you're not wrong. Um, but it's super cartoony and not meant to be, you know, gross. This is perfectly suitable game for a kid to play. Um, it's just a little macabre, you know, it's I, I, the best thing I could say, or the, the worst thing I could say about it is it's maybe a little Tim Burton-y, but that's about as bad as it gets yeah. in terms of horror. Well, that's elements. what that was the vibe I got immediately. Yeah. It's very much a Tim Burton game um, or kind of game. I would say, um, but conceptually, basically, it's Jack and Daxter style. It's uh, oh, do you remember the Jackson the platformers, Daxter. the look and the feel of platformers in the PlayStation Two GameCube yeah. era? Um, those are the games I'm talking about here. Jack and Daxter in particular has a, a, I think, feels a lot like this game does. You kill a lot of enemies. The enemies explode. They give you the the health that they had when they explode. You get different weapons as you go. Those weapons get upgraded. Uh, you talk to a lot of characters. It's all very goofy. You have a crow that hangs out with you. Uh, you get him very early on. And whenever you send this crow uh, out, it, he can damage stuff before you get to it and finish it off. Sometimes it can eliminate things entirely. There's hidden stuff. These little crow heads you got to find. And when you collect those, you can use those oh, as nice currency guy. to buy these skins that I mentioned. The levels are very puzzly. It's like, well, how do I get over there? How do I do this? Well, I got a double jump, so I guess I can do that. You can also tear certain areas you have to get through. <clears throat> you can tear your head off and your oh. head is now like a crab. Uh, what? Pumpkin. Wait, with like legs? Yeah, like little tentacle legs. And it goes and does puzzles that you have to unlock and then your head will come back to your body and you're good again. Uh, so a lot of little weird intermission stuff like that. There's mine, mine cart stuff where you're racing around on a mine cart all the time. Um, it I played through a ton of it on stream and... It also supports RTX ray tracing, by the way, which looked really uh-huh. good. Um, although it had to, had a little trouble streaming that RTX stuff. It looked fine on my end, but the stream got real bogged. Mm. Uh, so I don't know what that was about. But um, anyway, a lot of cool lighting effects are there if you have the hardware to support it. Otherwise, it's, it still looks good. But that well, it's stuff. a beautiful looking game. That was what it attracted me to it to begin with. Yeah, it's a very nice looking game. It's all, but also very basic. Like they're not, you know, these are simple what's the word I'm looking for? The style is a simplistic style, but in a good way. I don't mean that in a negative. Right, right, right. Um, and so they're able to have a lot going on, but also keeping it simple. And and again, you know, very PlayStation 2, like, like you know, nice rounded little character models. And it's just nothing nothing crazy fancy happening on the graphics front other than it's it's exactly what it should be for what it is, I suppose. Right. I, I think the character design is very simplistic, but the, the world design is actually pretty complex especially in this outside shot we're looking at with all these all these fires running and everything that's pretty impressive yeah it's pretty good um you know this this particular set piece in the game is i haven't seen one quite like it since so i think it was kind of mm-hmm. designed for then one and off. then only but maybe right. maybe later we'll we'll get more of this sort of thing i haven't quite beat it but uh there are basically six zones or worlds and they're pretty hefty they take a while to do there are many bosses there are bosses uh, the boss fights are really fun, and they very much adhere to that whole, you know, law of threes. I got to hit you on the head three times somehow, and right. you figure out how to do that and figure out what the what the way the boss behaves, and you might die once or twice. I didn't die a lot. Um, I mostly did fine through through everything I've played, but it is just a really fun throwback uh, to about I don't know fifteen twenty years ago in gaming, and and it seems to know it and also it's again it's a dude a guy named Nicolas Maisonnier <laughs> some french dude made this uh it published under the name head head up but it's one guy i don't know how these one guys are pulling this off anymore yeah it's mind. amazing yeah. yeah blowing my mind anyway it came out on the 23rd it was obviously a good release for halloween cuz it's very halloweeny but i think it plays fine whether you're in the holiday or not uh, doesn't, and that's what that's what it. kind of worried about worried me. And the reason why I asked for a code instead of purchasing it is because I was a little afraid 
it looked like it was going to be launching very close to Halloween. And I'm like, I don't know it in 30 bucks that close to Halloween. And if it's mostly Halloween ish, it, are they trying to push this thing too fast? But it looks like it's, it's, it's pretty solid. It it's really, like it's really solid. Yeah. At all. I think they did a great job. It doesn't feel like, you know, shovelware for a rush holiday. job or yeah. Uh, so check it out. It is available now. Uh, and it's only twenty nine ninety nine. That may sound like a lot, but there is a lot here. It, it is definitely a $30 game. Yeah. Yeah. Content. Pumpkin Jack. That, that's, uh, that, that, this interests me. Yeah. It's good. I might have to go back. Good. to this. I mean, a lot of people are going to look back on those Jack and Daxter days and go, oh, man, I'm glad we're past those. And this may not be for you. But if you have any fondness for that. Right. They made one of those. And when I say they. One guy. One guy. One guy did it. All right, Brian, finish us out with our major uh, talking points today with a game called Mesmer. Mesmer. So I did get a Steam game code for this from the developer, Rain Games, uh, also the publisher. Just came out recently. Mesmer is a social survival game where you're trying to start a riot Uh to overthrow the king who has become corrupt and has employed a secret police to monitor all the people. Now, how do you do that? Well, you have to do that through negotiation and trade with different factions, such as the merchants and the the ordinary police, not the secret police. Uh, and the workers and the bourgeois. Oh, the bourgeoisie. So, the, the bourgeoisie. Uh, and so you're on the island of Mesmer. And uh, you, you're you going to meet the Mesmer folk in their shops and on the street. Uh, you may you may find this game uh, uh, quite lovely uh, to look at as well as uh, quite humorous. It's got a little uh, like tilt, the, uh, tilt like shift the, going the on on language. the cameras there. Got a little like uh, tilt shift effect going on. It does, and this is a this is a you can you can switch very quickly uh, it, with a third person camera follow on your character, or uh, you can do an overhead. And I was actually doing the overhead almost entirely, and then the uh, the one of the developers, the the guy who did the music for this, stopped in on my stream. And says, I won't give you any hints unless you ask me directly and tell me who, who he was. And love is the music he was doing for this game was fantastic, by the way. Mm. Um, and and he, he was like, yeah, you just you hit the Y button and you can choose to third person follow instead of doing the other. These guys here, these characters we're looking at yeah. almost every character's name is very specific and humorously styled to be like with their profession. Now, this is Eric Clampton, not the funniest one, not the punniest they have. But you'll also see right now what I'm trying to decide is how to get this guy to uh, go on strike. And in, in order to accomplish that, you'll see there's some spinning wheels at the top yeah. of, this, of the screen. And so what happens is you can enhance those and you have to hit a certain number when those spin in order to convince them. If you don't convince them. Nah, oh, interesting. In it's like a bit of you, a dice roll, kind of a. Uh, it's like rolling dice, I guess. I don't know. This is, weird. Is. This is, this is sounds a lot like uh, Legion, like Watch Dogs Legion, where you're trying to recruit really. Right. Actually, I was thinking about that earlier because you had yeah. said something like that, and I actually thought that was the same thing. Just a different way to play it, and a different different way to look at it. This is a strategy game at heart. Uh, you are you are out and about in the city of Mesmer, uh, trying to convince others to to form a union and to revolt. Uh, against the powers that be yeah. and so uh you're you're constantly trying to balance between the different factions because you can you say one thing and it pisses off the rich people or you know so you have to find this way to be charismatic uh riotous leader and the bad thing is though if you fail then you get a horsening and you don't want that what's a horsening <laughs> You get plugged I didn't know at first. That was kind of God's concern. So you get if you get the horse thing, they put like a, almost looks like a, you've seen the 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 pinata looking head in uh, in Fortnite, right? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The, yeah. So you get kind of like that. They put one of those in your head, and you can't see really anymore, and you have to like go around and like sweep the floor. I suppose you can't see up in the sky anymore. Oh, it's just for humiliation. Quite, I thought they were gonna. Pull it's you absolutely humiliation. It ends okay. the game. And okay. that's part of the game. The, the part of the game is uh, this constant uh, failure. You're, you're going to fail a lot in this game. And that's intentionally. You're supposed to go in. You're supposed to try a few things. You're supposed to have those discussions. You're supposed to try to uh, convince certain factions and characters of certain things. And they have weaknesses such as they can either be uh, they can be like greedy or maybe they're like they 
or they're, they, you know, they, they're easily swayed by food. You find out what their weaknesses are and you, and you manipulate them. How do we feel and, about uh, the character design in this thing? I'm getting kind the of the character a, design is probably my, is, is, is not my style. Yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's good, bad. It's just not my style. It's not, it's not something that I particularly care for. Yeah. It's a little like uh, a, like a student project in college kind of style. Like it's right. Uh, it, I, I'm not, I can't, like I said, I, I couldn't quite figure out it. Let's, let's put it this way. It became really inconsequential pretty quickly because the gameplay was just that fun. I like the strategy aspect of it, of how the time there's a curfew each night. And so you only have so many hours in a day to accomplish something, but how those hours tick away is by interaction. So every time you interact, it's a cost for time. Yeah. So those are kind of like your move points. And so you have to, you have to pick them. So you may have a task that's required and you have to accomplish it within us in like a, so many days or a day's frame. And if you don't do that, then you lose points with either that faction or maybe the individual and it could really screw you in other places. So there's a lot of strategy going on here, having these little discussions and working on these, uh, these social interactions. Looks and like most actually, the, these discussions are like most of the gameplay, right? Like most. Of it, the yeah. Well, they, they, well, what you saw, yes. During that time, there is times where there is a lot of discussing and a lot of talking. And there's other times where you do a lot of exploration. And there's this, this is one of the, uh, this, what's happening right now on screen is the big part. When you get, when you get a, when you get a chance to make a speech in the town square, this is where you take your big risk. Uh, you, you get out there, and you either sway people, but the entire time you're swaying people, you're also kind of letting the secret police know what you're up to. And if you go too far, then uh, that's when you get the horse or the Interesting. Shaming. So you got some undecided voters in there and you got right. uh, the freaking uh, the, uh, the, the speech police over there on the right. And you got to right. try to balance this. It sounds like a, a more complex, fleshed out version of that game on ios and android that eventually ended up on steam uh called is it called for the queen or something where you oh. flip the card back and forth you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. and it would say I think like I do. Yeah, th- the people I are revolting play it, but i think i've seen it it's like should you put some in prison or give them food and if you choose prison right. then you have a certain set of problems that will arise that will piss off a certain faction but if you do the food it will make those people happy but this other faction would be pissed that you were doing too soft on the people and so you're always trying to balance this like keep them all happy, you know, or, yes. or do the best you can before, before you lose. It sounds like this is just like a big, a blown out version of that, which is interesting. Yeah. And it's very reasonably priced. Uh, it's called Mesmer. It is $15 on steam. Uh, as far as I can tell, I don't know how long the gameplay is because, you know, you just keep, you keep playing and losing. I don't think there's really any way to say it's more like you're playing, playing rounds than anything. You just kind of keep popping back in and there's different regions that are locked. Uh, and then you can get passes for those. And you have to use bribery sometimes, or you have to persuade uh, to get those passes. And then you can explore further, and it kind of gets bigger and bigger for your area, and more and more people to to manage. Interesting. Okay, I I think this seems this seems um, uh, what's the word? There's a word for what I'm trying to say. This seems. Uh, what are you when you're like you're really going for something? Uh, right. What's that called? You're like super, you're really going for it, and, uh, and I don't know. Go ahead. Not gregacious. What's the word I'm looking for? It's uh, At, that's uh, the, it's a big risk. Uh, the risk takers. Yeah, they're yeah. they're going all in. They're going all in. They're uh, no, not gregarious. Uh, gregarious. Uh, the word I do like gregarious though. That's a good. That's a good word though. Not focused is another word, and I can't think of it. Ah, <laughs> uh, not auspicious. Oh. They're adventurous. They're, uh, Shit. they're ambitious, they're take- ambitious, ambitious. That's it. Ambitious. Ugh. We just went through the entire thesaurus to find that Ugh. word. For, for that was, Scott. that was freaking, but it, you're right. It is a very ambitious, uh, thing. And I had fun. I haven't completed it completely. So it's hard to say how the end game plays. But I had a lot of fun. What I did play, I'm going to play some more of it. So. All right, quick, uh, quick correction—not correction, but an answer to what I asked earlier. Which, which, uh, which is the mobile game where you play the card thing back and forth, and that sort of mini right. version of this. That game is called Reigns. Reigns, oh yes. There was a Game of Thrones Reigns, and it was something Queen something, and I can't remember what the subtitle was, but, but yeah, if you haven't played Reigns, hey, you should probably play Reigns. It's pretty. You cool. should play, play Reigns. Yeah. You should pick this. Was yeah. it like five dollars? Pretty good. Yeah. Is uh is 
is auspicious is what it is. Auspicious, sure. That's that's the way. It's a me Mario. <laughs> All right, check it out. We got uh, our chance to play a little game, and we call it Guess My Game. Yeah, that's right. We take audio. No, from, you guess my game. No, you guess mine. That's the rule is you guess mine first. No, that's right. I go first. Yeah. So uh, here's how it works. I'll play some audio from an old game. It can be a week old or it can be uh, 50 years old. It doesn't matter. We uh, try you to guess. You almost did 100, are. didn't you? Well, I almost did. I'm going to play you this, Brian. You're not going to have any idea what this is. Whoa. Turn that off. Okay. Uh, whether If you get this, I'll be shocked to tell you. Shocked. But you might. And uh, let's give it a shot and see if you know what this is. Here you go. Wow. It's really annoying. Any ideas? Moses. This has got to be like a, is, is, is definitely Atari area, Atari era. You would be pretty close to the correct. That's pretty correct-ish. I'll Ish. say it was on it, PC and the year was 85. Let's say that. Oh, interesting. Okay. PC, 85. Got to be a DOS game. Yep, and I'll and I'll also say that. And it's this, got it's got the tank sound effects to it. Yeah, that This part is the worst. Any guesses? You died. PC um, 85. Oh, I uh, don't know. You got any more hints? It's a it's based on the game of the same name that started it all. In video games, let's put it that way. Many say it's the first video game ever made, oh, and this is the I mean, 1985. Like, PC I mean, there's there's Pong. Uh-huh, but so is it a Pong the, type? Definitely not the first game ever made. Pong is definitely not that. Pong's not the first game. Uh-uh. Table tennis is not the first nope. game. Nope, not even. Close. I mean, there's that Battleship game that was like not even close. Someone in the chat got it. Crimson Neon got it, but I don't want. Don't look there yet. I don't want to spoil it for you, unless you have any other ideas. I don't know. If you know your game history, then you will remember a little game called Space War. Space yeah. War came out in the late, Space very late War. '60s, early '70s in MIT. Right, right, right. I think it's MIT, and uh, they built it on an oscilloscope thing. Whatever that. I yeah, that's what show. I was trying to think of, but I thought it was some kind of battleship thing but it was it was space war space war in 1985 there was a pc version of it that i had uh that was called just space war and it played basically the same but it had all those awful sounds it sounded like it was using keyboard notification noises off the motherboard basically uh to do it but uh yeah it's really bad Um, let me tell you something yeah never do that one again <laughs> and I feel like I owe everyone an apology for the sound. Right. I went way back though for that. Uh, that was the 85 version. That was you know a little too early for sound cards and things like that. So uh, you were probably well. Mine's a lot more reason than that. Oh, good. Well, let's find out what I'll play it now. Hey, ain't you the A number one polecat honcho? Yeah. And you're in my way. Uh, that first guy sounded like you. I just want to put that out there. It was me. How'd you know? It sounded just like you. Well, get used to it, bud. When the rock wheelers hit the road, we own it. Look, I'm serious. Someone's ambushing the polecats. Someone's ambushing the polecats? <laughs> oh, hammers. Whatever this we This was 10 we years did. later. Also <laughs> on bus. So 10 years have been 95? Come yeah. Come how far have we come? Well, we went pretty far in 10 years, I would say. Yeah. Uh, is this... Is it a side-scrolling beat-em-up? No, no, it is not. Um, okay, wait. There's this thing at the end. Is the graphic, is the graphic adventure video game? Gra- oh, it's a, it's like a, like a point-and-click adventure style thing? Or what? what? Yes, yes. Lucas Arts, nineteen ninety-five. Oh, oh, full throttle, full throttle, baby! Yeah. I knew it. I knew all those games, but I wasn't sure which one until you said yeah. Lucas Arts confirmed it, and then I went, "Oh yeah, a guy on a motorcycle getting in a fight like Roadhouse style." Like, yeah, totally. This has got to be it. Well, one of us won this week because I guessed it. Meher, meher. Well, in my defense, mine was something that would a normal human being could guess. <laughs> You're not wrong. Mine was hard. I wouldn't have ever gotten mine. You kidding? 
Not even close. Uh, so, yeah, that game is getting a reboot or a redo or something. A redo-ish. Uh, these, games, I, these games always promise to come back, and then they well, never kind of do. do, but they kind of... Sometimes they do. Grim Fandango's remake was amazing. That was just a year yeah, it was pretty ago. good. That was actually a full throttle remastered from 2017. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah, it's out there. That exists. Double Fine did that. Yeah. Let's see, let's skip ahead here in this trailer. Oh, so they just really upgraded their art. It's like they did with Grim Fandango. That's cool. Yeah. All right, I would play that again. I would play that game. I liked it the first time. I would play it now. Now I would play it. I would play it twice. I would play it two times. All right. Well, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Will I enjoy this? I bet I will. It's time for us to read emails. And I got two of them today because they're both great recommendations and they both deserve a little bit of time. So boopshow at gmail.com is where you'll send your emails. And uh, we're going to read two of them. One of these came from Jeff Burns of Kansas City, Missouri. He says, hey there, hey there, hey there, Scott. Hey there, look at there. Uh, He says, I've been a longtime listener and would like to recommend the game Foxhole, available on Steam. It is an isometric view, fictional world, uh, conflict game pitting wardens against the colonials in real time. Everything besides the map terrain has been created by a player. Every rifle, grenade, clip of ammo, respawn, uh, uniform, and base defense has to be made by someone playing the game. Interesting. Yeah. Players are locked out of their faction for about six minutes, so they can. Uh, so no team switching if somebody's side is losing badly. Developers are giving frequent updates and adding new vehicles slash uh, weapons to the game all the time. Cheers, Jeff. Well, Jeff, I will check it out. Foxhole. That sounds actually very interesting. 20 bucks on Steam. I like the idea that everybody, everything has been created, I guess, to the Steam Workshop. Is that what I'm assuming? Or is so. it in-game, I wonder? Currently 35% off. Uh, nice. Oh no, sorry, that sale just ended. That's wrong. Oh, Incorrect. So now is this not that? Came out in 2017. They describe it as a massively multiplayer game where you work with hundreds of players to escape the outcome of a persistent online war. Uh, that's ambitious. There's that word. Yeah. I get to use it again. There's that word again. Oh, it's pretty. This looks it good. It is pretty. Uh, it's still like in early access, even though it came out in 2017. Looks like it's still still going strong. I would be curious about this. Um, I'm interested in this. Some of the complaints are that the community is a little toxic, but my experience has been any game about war stuff, the community is yeah. a little toxic. Because, I mean, that's what it's about, right? I mean, they want to shoot the bad guys. So, yeah. I don't know. And everyone thinks the other side is bad. Well, yeah, of course. That's what uh, you do. I mean, duh, duh. Duh, so anyway, on. there's a recommendation from him. Braden wrote in, says, Greeting, flip and flop. I just wanted to make a quick recommendation for an Apple Arcade game that I picked up recently. It's Ooh. called Mini Motorways, made by Dinosaur Polo oh. Club. Brian Ibbett actually recommended this on TMS not long ago, um, so I'm glad we're bringing it up here. It says, This little game is very fun and quite addicting, especially if you like high scores. The game is essentially a randomly generated puzzle game where you learn very quickly how much you really hate traffic. The point of the game is to connect the homes uh, to their places of work based on their colors. Sounds simple? Nay. Uh, You will quickly realize that you need to really think about your layout and your roads because you have a limited amount of roads for each week. Plus, you need to figure out the best way to use the other traffic tools in your belt and make decisions each week in the game. There are a variety of maps that you can top your high score with on each of them. My personal best is 1554 on the LA map. Hope you guys give this game a try. Love the show and stay safe. And that was Mini Motorways? Mini, mini Motorways. Interesting. Raiden. Also, there's a page on Steam for it uh, eventually. It doesn't say when it's going to come out. It says release 2020. Mm. Isn't there yet, but uh, it's on the Apple Arcade. A eh? has a neat graphic style to it. Uh, my big takeaway from it. I haven't played it yet, but uh, right, right, right. seeing it in action, it's like, oh, that's a cool that's cool UI they got going. In well, I still think, I meant to mention it a, a during the show, and I didn't mention it earlier, but that looks really cool, but you really need to play that Kingpins, I said, y'all. Okay, so you said play this Kingpins game. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. And also, I want to tell people that I've been playing, I forgot to mention this, on Halloween, I live-streamed the first two and a half hours or so of Alien Isolation. Oh, did you now? Yeah. How are you still here? How are you sane? I know. Probably because I'm playing it with my daughter sitting there, so we're playing it wow. together, and it's less crazy when it's you're not by yourself. That game... <clears throat> this surprised the hell out of me. I thought it was newer than that, but it came out in 2014. It looks oh, like a game wow. that came out last week. It's freaking yeah. beautiful on the PC. Like, jaw-droppingly pretty. There's no... It doesn't feel like a game from 
how many years is that now? Eight years ago? Seven years ago? Eight years. Doesn't feel that old. It's really I was something. probably still playing my Xbox 360. Uh, yeah, so was I. We all were. No, wait. No, there were, there were new consoles then. There were, were there? How yeah, many years ago was 20, it? 2013 was new consoles. Okay. That fall. So, uh, yeah. It doesn't the, feel right. But it's scary, and I didn't know uh, Sigourney Weaver did a little voiceover at the top of it. That's pretty cool. Uh, it's good. It's 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 scary. It's scaring the pants off of me, but we're enjoying it, and we're going to keep streaming it. So keep an eye out for when those go live. And I have it in my library. I'm installing it now. You should put it in there. I mean, that's that's the other thing is I had it forever, and I just never played it. And then finally, it was like, all right, I have no excuse. Carter's like, we got to play something scary. I'm like, all right, we're doing it. Yeah, the cutscenes cut are a little janky, but I don't know why they are. They remind me of uh, Just Cause Four has this problem. Like the the cutscenes were captured at a really crappy low frame rate, and they're yeah. pre-rendered, and they look bad, and it's just for some reason it just doesn't match the game itself. And all I could think of was these just must be really old, and the but the game itself, you know, is now running at 4K, and yeah, I don't know, I don't know why that looks so bad, but uh, it's cool. It's very very cool, and it's, it's wow. Fourteen point six gigabytes. It's not that big for uh, well, not for today's standards, but for back then standards. For six years, holy ago. Moses! Now six years ago, we were installing games that big. World of Warcraft was a hundred and something gig, freaking ten years ago. Yeah, but that was World of Warcraft. That was always like holy Moses. Have you have you seen the Call of Duty game lately? That current oh, that current load is like two hundred and fifty gigabytes. Yeah, we're gonna be hitting the one terabytes for too much longer. Like just one terabyte. Yeah, yeah, it's uh cool though. I think that game's great. I think it's a uh, proof that you can make a game about a franchise like Aliens and have it look and feel right. Like they feels like they somebody took some real care to make sure they they lived up to their fandom of that franchise. So, Sega's I'm not done with it. Anniversary, S- is it? Oh wow, S- Sega's old. How is it 60 years old? I know Nintendo was old because they would they started out as a you know a card company, but what was Sega doing 60 years ago? Yeah, Sega was they were up to they were up to business, man. They were doing work. That was 1960s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you think they were doing? Building Mario from scratch <laughs> way back then. <laughs> it's a me, Mario. See, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, say, Mario. I say know, Mario and Sonic is what I meant. I don't know. I was curious. I was like, I'm just going to play along. Oh, do you know this about Tails? With... I got to tell you something about Tails. All right. So, you know, Sonic and oh, Tails, yeah. right? Sonic and Tails. Yeah. Tails, okay. the, two, the, two, the two-tailed lady. No, not lady. It's not guy, a lady. Friend. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so, Sonic and Tails. Let me tell you about <laughs> Tails here real quick. Uh, I found something about him that I did not know. Here it is. Sonic. Uh, where's Tails. Okay, Tails was a name, girl, not a dude. His full name is Miles Tails Prower. Okay, his last name is Prower, okay. middle name Tails. That's what everyone calls him as Tails. His first name is Miles. Right, 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 right. Miles Tails Prower. If you take out the Tails, his name, because he's fast, okay? Right, right, right. His name is Miles Prower. Miles. Miles Prower. Nice. What the frick? I'm Miles I'm today Tales years old that hours. I heard this. I heard this today on a TikTok video. That is interesting. I did not know that. That's interesting. Yeah. So I was starting to see if anyone else in this game, like, uh, who's the big hunky dude, the big purple guy? I don't remember his name. Anyway, maybe they all have funny <laughs> names too. Anyway, whatever. Miles Prower. Get it? You guys get it? You get it? Prower. I got it. I got it. I love it. Okay, great. Uh, that's it for your emails. Thank you for sending those. Boopshow at gmail.com is where you can send yours if you're thinking, man, I should do that too. And if you're looking for more about us and where to find things we're doing, you can check us out at frogpants.com slash boop. Find us on Twitter at boopshow, uh, the Brian Dunaway and Scott Johnson. Brian, do you have anything you want to say before we go? I do. I have a question. It's almost Thanksgiving. What are my Thanksgiving games? Uh-huh. I'm you. asking. Oh, it's I know a question. Mine are. World of Warcraft. That's what you play on Thanksgiving. That's a Thanksgiving game? Yeah, hell yeah. And this year, even more is so. There, is there like a banquet? No, it's just, well, they do have an event, but Shadowlands launches the week of Thanksgiving this year. Most years, oh. the game, or most uh, expansion years, that's when you're Apologies. really Apologies. I meant to ask what Thanksgiving themed game. Oh, there aren't any. Those don't exist. Oh. 
unless you can think of one. I can't think of anything. What what about what about um some kind of one of those those shooting games? What, what? about those hunting games? How about that? Them shooting games? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe you go turkey hunting in one of those. I don't know. Right. I'm not really I'm not knowledgeable in the ways of the turkey hunting. Turkey hunt? Yeah. What is that fastidious? Is that a thing? It may it might be. He might be making that up though. He does that. Anyway, let us know what you find out between now and next week on all the turkey hunting games. Have a fantastic week. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I don't like steam. I love steam. (laughs) 